My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello. I am James Bones, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And we are live. Takeover Brooklyn Free. Uh, but before we get into anything, Dan, uh, there was a big news story this week, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, it's you may or may not know. Ric Flair has been hospitalised and he's dealing with some tough medical issues. And a representative for the WWE Hall of Famer, Ric Flair, confirmed the 16 time world champion was hospitalised but said he was undergoing routine monitoring. Uh, Legacy CEO Melinda Morris Zanoni, she posted the update on Flair's status Saturday night before revealing Monday morning that Flair is now dealing with tough medical issues. Well, she said, yes, Rick's in hospital for routine monitoring. No reason to panic. Yes, many thanks to his fiance and hospital staff. No excuses. Rick would want you to go out tonight. Nature Boy style. And that was August 13th. And... Uh, he said, oh, you're a fan or friend of Ric Flair, so I need prayers and positive energy for our living legend as he is dealing with some tough medical issues. Uh, pro Wrestling Sheets, Ryan Satin report, reported, Flair's family had him admitted to an intensive care unit Saturday morning. The 68-year-old former WWE star has largely avoided any major health scares after concluding his in-ring career in 2011. They tested me for four hours, Flair said on his podcast in 2015, about a physical he had unlocking with WWE again. The doctors said, there is something wrong with you, has to be. I said, yeah, it's called an hour Broadway, time limit draw every night, brother. The guy looked at me and said that I was a medical miracle. And in January, Flair posted a clip from a workout in which he deadlifted 400 pounds. Well, Flair hasn't appeared on WWE programming since celebrating Sasha Banks' victory over Charlotte Flair for the Royal Women's Championship and Falls Count Annual match on November 28th. We've had an update as well because around half four, uh, Flair is now out of the surgery, but the situation is still extremely serious. TMZ has updated their original story to note the family is with Rick and awaiting meeting with doctors following the procedure. The original post follows. TMZ has confirmed with WWE reports which were going around earlier, starting with um, other sources as well, that Ric Flair has been placed in a medically induced coma. What's more, the company representative informed TMZ the 68-year-old was headed to the procedure. Uh, There are no no other details at this time, but knowing is refuting Pro Wrestling Sheet's initial report from Saturday that the issue is heart-related. Jimmy Van has gone on to say his sources tell him Doctors are also dealing with some sort of bacterial infection as well as alcohol-related issues in treating flair. Well, as mentioned in an earlier post, the Nature Boy has been open about his alcoholic um, diagnosis for years. Dave Meltzer has discussed the events this past several days and Rick's daughter Charlotte's awareness of them. Uh, Charlotte was well aware of everything while in China. That much I know, she's one of the few. 
Must have been uh, must have been a turn for the worst. I was pretty concerned when I heard nothing all day. It was just too long since I heard from anyone. Charlotte flew to Atlanta that morning to be with her father. Uh, we provided a number of updates to the condition of Ric Flair following reports that he was admitted to hospital in Georgia. And this is to do with the WWE. The first update is that WWE premiered an episode of Table for Free featuring Ric Flair, Sting and Ricky Steamboat after Raw. However, this was replaced by a special one-hour Ric Flair forever the man instead. It's always a little bit of a worry when they put on the kind of tribute shows, isn't it? You know, yeah, when we well, get those kind of news. over here we've had the death of Bruce Forsyth and... On BBC One and ITV, they was both doing Bruce Forsyth specials, so, you know, it it does worry you a little bit. Yeah, most most definitely, and um, like I say, if you can check it out, it's always on the originals on the WWE Network, and we're not sure whether Table 3 will air yet. And during Raw, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Booker T all sent Flair will wishes from Boston. Cole noted that Flair's surgery was successful, but it still has a long road to recovery. The company was also sent out the following tweet. Yes, uh Thoughts and prayers are going out to at Ric Flair Nature Boy and his family tonight after undergoing surgery earlier today. And uh, Rick had surgery today, not related. I'm happy to report it was a success. Right ahead, so please keep uh, your wishes coming in. Yeah, well, she's saying that Flair's had surgery and it's not heart related. And she's happy to report that surgery was success, but he isn't clear yet. And we've got to keep praying for Charlotte, Mega David and Wendy. Uh, w Hall of Famer Gene Oakley, one of your favourites, Dan, took to his Facebook, uh, Facebook page to explain that the surgery Flair has was work for his colon. Here's what he had to say. Uh, I've heard nothing about the outcome of Ric Flair's colon surgery this afternoon. The outpouring of prayers and love reinforced that he definitely is the man. And Charlotte took, on her Instagram, took to her Instagram to say the following. Hi guys, on behalf of my family and I, we want to thank everyone for the prayers, texts, calls and support. Our dad is a fighter, and for your continued thoughts and prayers, mean the world to us. We will update everyone when we have more information. Well, a couple of last, uh, latest updates. is Wendy Barlow, the fiancé of uh, Ric Flair, posted a statement saying he had all organ problems. She said, I've been able to talk, unable to talk on the phone without crying and feel shocked over the events. Uh, Barlow says she originally took Flair to the hospital last Friday after he was complaining of abdominal pain, and from that moment on, it seemed like a nightmare. Uh, Dan, we've had the latest reports today, though, haven't we, that we had in the news, and it said that uh, basically he's, he's awake now, isn't he? Yeah, you know? yeah he's, uh, he's awakened from his medical coma. There's still obviously a long way to go for him, but just wish him the best, and hopefully he'll be uh, styling and profiling in no time. Yeah, without a doubt. It's always horrible to see one of our own in trouble, so thoughts and prayers go out to the, the whole Flair family. Uh, but we the show does go on, and we will continue with NXT TakeOver Kickoff. NXT needs Bobby Roode. The main event of TakeOver will be Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre for the NXT title. I am ready to defeat the undefeated Empress of Tomorrow. Nobody is ready for Oscar. No fear, no fear. What a night here in Brooklyn. Tonight, we write a new chapter. My God, my God. 
So, yes, Dan, we are live in what will be the biggest NXT takeover in history. And can you believe it's the WNR's third SummerSlam weekend? And we've been a part of every single NXT takeover in Brooklyn. Where does the time go, Dan, eh? It just flies by, but, you know, I've enjoyed the last two, so, you know, hopefully this one's going to be just as impressive if not even more impressive than the last couple yeah i mean it, it uh, honestly i've got high hopes and as we go forward i mean it's a huge weekend to say SummerSlam weekend dan what are you more excited for SummerSlam or takeover um i don't know i think there's a bit of both because SummerSlam it looks to be quite a stacked card hopefully it can live up to what it should do i know we've been a bit disappointed by past wwe events and you know we've Obviously loved a lot of the NXT TakeOver events, but, you know, the WWE events, I think they're a lot more often, but this is one of the big four, so it should be a big, big event. But why are TakeOver events so enjoyable, you know? I mean, what is it about them? Um, I, d- I don't know. I think it's because they're more compact. It's like, you know, you look at the card for this one, there's five matches. You look at the card for SummerSlam, there's 12 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 12 now, yeah. 12 yeah. matches, and, you know, it's. Uh, I think they're trying to fit too much into, you know, what should be slightly reduced. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a, it's a look at pay-per-views gone by for WWE where they focus on the five matches thing and they gave us in it two and a half hours. It wasn't too long, was it, you know? Yeah. And they didn't have much to complain about, but I'm excited for tonight, you know? Yeah, so... Um... So the level of excitement for this event, what is... Because I know this <laughs> this event is going to mean quite a lot to you. Well, uh, honestly, Dan, I, I have never been this excited about any event we've ever done. The Bobby Roode Nakamura in January was huge. And this kind of started off what we're doing now as well. And NXT's always had a special place in my heart. But with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Roode, I mean, we'll get onto it in a bit, in the main event, though, and everything else about it, I'm just so excited. It's it's unbelievable, you know? So, do I even need to ask the match that you're most looking forward to? Well... I think the match I'm most looking forward to, yeah, is the, the the main event. I think that would be fair. I mean, what match do you say you're looking forward to the most? Um, I think it's got to be Alistair Black. The time I know, like you know, I'm not going to be able to match your level of excitement for the Bobby Roode McIntyre match, and I do think it is going to be a very good match. But the Alistair Black and Hidao Itami, because you know both of them are quality wrestlers. Got a lot of respect for both of them. I'm more on the side of Alistair Black, but again, we'll come to that. Yes, yeah. When it happens. I mean, we're going to run through the card in a little bit, but first we'll do a little bit of social media because we should not let everybody know. Anybody clicked on us, listen to us. Uh, we are, of course, live now across Twitter at WWE Network Review. Uh, you're on Twitter at the moment, Dan, aren't you? Yeah, I'm at Vince McDan, WWE. Yeah, I'm at J underscore Rollins. We're on Google Plus as well, the WWE Network Review. We should say we talk about what are people more excited for. This might surprise you, Dan. We did the poll on Google Plus. Uh, SummerSlam NXT TakeOver. At the moment, SummerSlam, 82% people are excited for it more than NXT TakeOver. We should say Google Plus, the WWE Network Review there, or on all your messages. And on YouTube as well, you can hear us. Uh, we're, we're across there. And let's see if any messages are actually coming in quickly. Let me see. Oh, hang on a minute. I've got one message I'll go. Eddie Dobler. He says, James, who do you think will win in the main event tonight? Well, um, I'm not going to, sh- shall I say, shoot my load early on. 
but I'm hoping it's going to be a great match. Oh, that's a wimpy... Qu- uh, I will answer that question in due course, but that will be, I think, on part two of the kickoff and everything like this. Um, of course, we, we said about the poll. Uh, people said, like, um, Nick, if I pronounce the names wrong, I'm sorry, but I am terrible at this. Nick Provenzo, he said, take over. He's looking forward to more, because some slack could be pretty bad. You know, I, I understand where yeah. he's coming from there. Yeah. Uh, also, Queen Khalifa, I want to say that right. Cardwise NXT has the edge on SummerSlam. Uh, and Michael Cochran, uh, are there too many undefeated wrestlers in NXT? That's, that's not a bad question. Uh, Dan, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> currently, I do believe Authors of Pain are undefeated. Yeah, Authors of Pain are undefeated at the moment. Has Bobby Roode been beaten? Bobby Roode hasn't been beaten at the Oscar's moment. Undefeated. Oscar's undefeated. Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Yeah, Drew is McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Is there too many of them, Dan? Uh, well, yeah, you know, at least one of these... Uh, these streaks is probably going to come on Starby Rude McIntyre one unless it goes to a, like, you know. Um, well, yeah, I mean. But we'll, so many different possibilities. We'll see what happens, see if anybody, you know, if, if people do stay undefeated tonight. There's a chance that three streaks or four streaks could end even, like we say, with the black match. Um, uh, but it's going to be interesting. And also, Sean B says, uh, he said he's looking forward to the main event. The SummerSlam is the only match he cares about. Uh, and the other batch is better than expected, probably not. It's a bonus. So there we go. Anyway, we're going to move on from that. Well, again, no, no, Sorry, just touching on. on that, um, the card. I think the card for SummerSlam is a bit of a great card, but I'm not sure about the matches that they've got. Because, you know, you've got Shinsuke Nakamura, someone who we know could go for a brilliant match, going against Jinder Mahal, someone, you know, I'm not, that impressed by his in-ring ability i'm not that impressed by anything he does um you know and then again the big four in the main event is there too many big guys well it's the thing isn't it is there too many big guys is there is not enough room on there as well i mean should they uh kind of you know <sighs> this is the problem isn't it like you said they're trying to cram too much in aren't also, they to the know, big guys the shield reunion Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not forget. Two members of the Shield. Yeah, <laughs> let's not forget. Tomorrow we will be live for the SummerSlam kickoff, and we'll get into all the fucking uh, the the good bits, especially of the you know the the Shield reunion and what SummerSlam's doing right. But we are going to focus on NXT Takeover Brooklyn, and it is the third one, so we will go back and have a look at the 2015 and the 2016 cards. Dan, you've got them there, so why don't you start us off? Um, well, the 2015 card it had a. Jushin Thunder Liger, and he went against Tyler Breeze. He defeated him. Um, the Vaudevillians, Aiden Arch with blue pants, defeated Blake and Murphy with Alexa Bliss in their corner. You know, and the only one out of that lot that's gone on to make anything of herself is Alexa Bliss. Yeah, she um, was just like a manager. She was a manager. I mean, Blue Pants was ever so over there in, in New York, we should say. And, and Tyler Breeze got a good pop against Liger. I mean, I don't know you don't like Tyler Breeze. No. Um, yeah, elsewhere on the card, Dan? Uh, Apollo Crews defeated Ty Dillinger. Samoa Joe defeated Baron Corbin. Bailey defeated Sasha Banks. Finn Balor defeated Kevin Owens. I mean, so if you look at it there, I mean, Bailey Banks, Joe Corbin, Balor Owens are big parts of the WWE roster now, aren't they? Uh, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, six. Ty Dillinger, he still gets a great pop. Bliss, 
Tyler Breeze, you know, as much as I hate him, he's still got his segment with Fandango. You know, he's not so much wrestling, which well, I suppose is a blessing in disguise. Let me try something out quickly because I've got a couple of buttons here that we're going to let everybody know. Everybody knows that NXT TakeOver events. Let me find it. I've obviously got this button. And of course, because tonight I've added this button. McIntyre. And also now, I've got a beat button because Daniel Language is atrocious. And I worry things you're going to say. So I'm going to test this out here. James, I think you should stop being... There we go, I got the button, I got it. So anytime you say a bad word, or if anybody says a word like, we can kind of... Uh... You can go and yourself. <laughs> there you go, you see, what do you think of Enzo and Big Cass? I think they're a pair of... <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, it does work, there we go. Uh, I like to call that my mojo button. Anyway, 2016... We go to Brooklyn 2. Last year, well, that's how, you know, it works. Austin Aries defeated No Way Jose by submission. Ember Moon defeated Billy Kay. Bobby Roode, the glorious one, defeated Andre Almos. Cien. The Revival defeated DIY by submission. Oscar beat Bailey and Nakamura defeated Samoa Joe. So, again, you look at the card and the... Um... Well, working back... Um... For the uh, NXT Championship, both Samoa and Samoa Joe are going for titles in their respective brands. Uh, Bailey would have been going for the NXT uh, for the Women's Championship, but she's injured herself, unfortunately. Oscar, she's defending her title tonight, which she's still got. Um, the revival, uh, well, oh yeah, a bit, yeah. yeah, DIY. Bless Everyone him. knows the story about them. You know, Gagano and Chompa. They've kind of split ways. Uh, Rude and CN, they're both fighting tonight on the NXT card. Ember Moon, she's fighting Oscar tonight, who was mentioned before. Billy Kay, I'm sure she'll be about somewhere, one of the iconic duos. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, he's growing in the heart. So like you say, they're still involved. It was only a year ago as well. But you mentioned it briefly, Dan. Samara Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura have come a long way in one year. We are certainly not the first to notice this, as it's made the rounds of social media. But it's absolutely, it's absolutely worth Nakamura and Joe sure have come a long way in such a short time in WWE. At this time, last year, the two were in NXT, gearing up for the title match at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Both were travelled, extremely talented, legitimate stars of professional wrestling, but there was still some doubt over their future in WWE, namely whether they would even make it in the main roster, and if they did, what would happen once they got there? Well, Joe showed up as muscle for immediately, legitimately injured Seth Rollins. Got sort of lost in the shuffle for a minute. Yeah. But then he quickly rebounded with a surprise victory in a number one contenders match. That led to a far better than expected program with Brock Lesnar and a solid match for the Universal Championship in the main event of Great Balls of Fire. It was all so good, in fact, that he originally thought to be a transition guy just to get the uh, just to get to the next feud for the was kept around on the scene and booked as part of the fatal four-way for the title tomorrow at SummerSlam. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas Nakamura, meanwhile, arrived with great fanfare in video form, but some would argue was immediately booked poorly 
by way of throwing him in ways of like Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin, you know, in a few unmemorable matches. Then, almost out of the blue, <laughs> he was booked to defeat John Cena clean to earn a WWE Championship match against Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam. Last year, they joined each other for the NXT title, and this year, they're both wrestling for the main championships on Raw and SmackDown Live, respectively. Dan, does this mean in a year, Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre will be headlining SummerSlam? Um... Well, going on that, does that mean that because Nakamura defeated the champion Samoa Joe, if um, Drew McIntyre defeats the champion Bobby Roode, then yes. <laughs> but then again, like if we go back to last year, like what happened last year at SummerSlam, Finn Balor was going against Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Finn Balor defeated Kevin Owens last year uh, um, in 2015. Ke- uh, Finn Balor defeated Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship. <laughs> yeah. So So you're saying it could maybe happen. It could. Well, I'm going to say it's a guarantee. tea. All right. And whoever's in the main event next year at NXT will be main event at SummerSlam the following year. All right. Uh, so we move on. And of course, like I say, tomorrow night. With the SummerSlam show, we'll be giving a proper, you know, have the news headlines and stuff like this. But we talk about arrivals because it concerns NXT, and that is Adam Coldan. Yes, it's been rumoured for quite some time, and it looks like it's officially happening. Three-time Ring of Honor World Champion Adam Cole has signed with WWE. Sources say Cole will head to the Performance Center in Orlando this week and should debut with NXT soon. Well... Since his send-off from Ring of Honor at this year's War of the Worlds pay-per-view, Cole has arguably been the hottest free agent in professional wrestling. And fans have been wondering what exact, when exactly he will show up on WWE television. Meltzer also went on to state that the apparent reason for the delay in Cole's debut is due to, in part to legal issues between Ring of Honor and the WWE. Cole's contract has expired on May 1st of this year, and it's now been four months since the Panama... Panama City Playboy, I knew I was going to have trouble with that, has competed in a major wrestling promotion. Big question now is, what happens next? WWE could hold off on Cole's debut until they find a perfect moment for it to happen, or they could give the fans exactly what they want and have him appear at TakeOver Brooklyn 3 with the news breaking this week. It would not be a major surprise if Cole was shown sitting ringside during the event, much like they've done in the past with debuting stars such as Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre. Well, on the contrary, WWE officials could try something different with Cole's debut, perhaps in the form of a match during the show. And as of right now, NXT stars such as the Velveteen Dream and the former indie darling, indie darling, Cassie Sono, are not booked to compete at the event. Perhaps one of them will be placed in an impromptu match or hold an open challenge and Cole will be the one to respond. It's anyone. Well, whether they go with the classic appearing at ringside angle, or a route similar to the suggested suggestions listed above. Do not be alarmed if Adam Cole, baby, is heard echoing throughout the Barclays Centre on Saturday night. Yeah, well, the 28-year-old Cole follows fellow Ring of Honor exes Bobby, Bobby Fish. Bobby and, Fish. <laughs> I love that name, Bobby Fish. And Kyle O'Reilly to W's third brand, with Donovan Dijak and Leo Rush said to be coming in close behind there is three. Perhaps there is something to those Ring of Honor stable rumours after all, Dan. Oh, maybe. So we move on to NXT update. And Dan, when does NXT update start? Now. 
So yes, it is episode 406 and it's August the 16th. Uh, the superstars of NXT will invade Brooklyn, New York for the third consecutive year as the brand presents TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Before they arrive at Barclays Center though, there was one last stop on WWE Network for the weekly NXT television show headlined by an enormous main event pitting Drew McIntyre against Roderick Strong. Well, the top two contenders to NXT champion Bobby Roode, they waged war in a match where stakes were high for the former Mr. Ring of Honor. Strong has spent weeks seeking disparaging remarks made by the glorious one in reference to his family. He has also sought another opportunity at the top prize in NXT. To get both, he would have to defeat number one contender McIntyre to earn a post-takeover match with Rude. Well, Dan, it would not be easy, and neither would Oscar and Ember Moon's contract signing for the Women's Championship match Saturday night. The rivals, who issues will come to head in what is sure to be an intense war of attrition, put their names on the dotted line Wednesday night as tensions reigned supreme. Well, how did that segment play out? Who emerged from the McIntyre Strong match victorious? And what else went down on the August 16th show? And we start off with Oscar and Ember Moon and they're signing their NXT TakeOver Brooklyn Free contract. Just days from their NXT Women's Championship match at TakeOver Brooklyn 3, Oscar and Ember Moon joined General Manager William Regal in the squared circle for a con. Oscar. You have had an incredible journey here at NXT. You were considered to be one of the most dominant champions that has ever stepped foot in NXT. No, no, no. WWE. You beat the best women from SmackDown, NXT, Raw, and your undefeated streak. You've surpassed even Goldberg. You've only taken shortcuts with one person. Me. At TakeOver Orlando, you had to shove a ref to beat me. And then when I was so close to getting another opportunity, you jumped me from behind. You injured me. And I couldn't compete at TakeOver Chicago. But you made a mistake, Oscar. You made the biggest mistake of your life. Because I, I refuse to be a victim, Oscar. And I am stronger, I am faster, I am better than I have ever been. And it is because of all of your shortcuts. And it's my way of saying thank you, Oscar. At TakeOver Brooklyn, I am going to end your reign of dominance. I, Oscar, I am going to end your undefeated streak. And I, Oscar, 
I am going to beat you to become the next NXT Women's Champion. Ladies, it's official. On August the 19th, they take over Brooklyn. It will be Ember Moon versus Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship. just heard Oscar appeared unmoved arrogant even when confronted by her top contender and of course the thing I liked about Oscar was getting the Goldberg child the Oscar Oscar. yeah which is really really good well Ember ran through their history and what she considered the underhanded methods Oscar took in keeping her from the title she vowed to end Oscar's undefeated streak and become the new champion in Brooklyn yeah, and Oscar fired off a rant in Japanese to which Moon, Moon smiled and stared her rival down. So no confrontation, but I think the confrontation we saw a couple of weeks ago on NXT with the Eclipse off the top yeah. was, was something really special, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, this was short, sweet and to the point and exactly what it needed to be. Yes, uh, the feud itself is as hot as any on the brand. And the match should be a legitimate show stealer, barring any injury or off nights from the performers themselves. Moon spoke with conviction that Oscar's rant was reflective of a champion feeling pressure for the first time in an NXT career. The story's strong and the heat off the charts and the anticipation at a high. Now, next match down was? Uh, the Street Profits versus Lars Sullivan and Chris Silvio. Well, he's for you to say, and Angelo Dawkins and Montel's Ford returned to the X2 Arena during a solid reaction for the Street Profits' second televised appearance. And, uh, well, as we was messaging throughout the week, your uh, thoughts on them are not very high, are they? No, because likes them. And if likes them, then I don't give a... Because he's a... And he should... Him. Anyway... Spinebuster and a Frog Splash combination finished Silvio off as the Street Profit scored a big win. Yes, after the match, an infuriated Sullivan lifted Silvio on his shoulder and carried him to the locker room and threw him in the garbage. Well, this win put over the Street Profits for the second week and continues the narrative of Sullivan, who is a freak of nature and he's got a Jarrah-sized head. It will be a great impact for NXT in the foreseeable future, as long as he keeps working hard. Yes, the charisma of Ford and Dawkins was on display here and that will be immensely important in helping the team rise the ranks and eventually succeed at the top of the division. Far, so good. Yeah, and our next match, Ruby Riot versus Billy Kane. Ruby Riot caught Billy Kane off guard early, scoring a series of roll-ups and mocking her. Kane unleashed anger and frustration at a tattooed opponent, as we've seen there. But Ruby Riot fighting off now, Dan. 
Yeah, she's just turned the tables and she's got the advantage over Billy Kay now. Or as I say that, Billy Kay <laughs> kicks her straight in the face. Yeah. Goes for a cover on Ruby, but Ruby manages to kick out. Ah, our first kick out of then we're going to watch the Ruby Riot and Billy Kay, the end of this. And of course, we've got the main event of NXT, Roderick Strong and Drew McIntyre as we head along towards NXT TakeOver. Which at the moment is 25 minutes away. So uh, we're going to get... I mean, it's, it's it's getting close now. Of course, we're going to talk about all the card as well. As uh looks like Peyton Royce is working over Ruby Riot. Billy Kay. Who did I say? Peyton Royce. Yeah. Well, Peyton Royce is her partner. You know? Well, yeah, but she, Peyton she's Royce the, isn't in the ring working over Ruby Riot. No, but she's Billy at Kay. ringside looking on and she, she wants help. I mean, I like Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Now, they've, they've grown on me, Dan, you know? The iconic duo. Yeah, I can't hide. I mean, he got Ruby Riot in a submission now. Um, and can she keep the tattooed wander down or will Ruby Riot fight out of it? I mean, could this have been a, uh, a kickoff? takeover match Dan you know what I mean like should they have a kickoff takeover match though it's not really well I don't know I suppose there's a slight bit of personal feel to it because you've heard the iconic duo slagging off uh, Ruby right behind her back but you know is it really that important to be a proper rivalry is it just like a little grudge match well I I think it is just a, a little grudge match but it's like I think they both deserve a chance to perform you know they've both challenged for the NXT women's title has got oh Billy Kay and sends her see I got that right then sends her head first into the second turnbuckle now she takes out Peyton Royce who's just got herself involved in the match while turning her attentions back to Billy Kay but she was distracted for too long thus giving Billy Kay a chance to attack Ruby from behind oh and Ruby there a beautiful kick so Billy Kay might have knocked her out, and it did get some victory. So uh, with a boss kick. Well, Dan, what did you think of that match? Um, yeah, it wasn't a bad match, but you know, Ruby appears to be on a treadmill of sorts, left with nothing of any real substance to do until NXT officials flesh out what it wants to do with the women's division in the aftermath of Oscar and uh, Ember Moon. Yeah, uh, that is true, but you got to think to yourself, uh, or we should say, sorry, after the match, voice uh, voice her frustration after Ryback claiming her win and strikes once, and she said, you will never be iconic, she said, for checking on her tag team partner. And we do move on to the main event, which is Drew McIntyre versus Roderick Strong. And Roderick Strong sees control early, dropping McIntyre back first on the apron, the Messiah backbreaker would continue a targeted attack on his opponent throughout the back, uh, bout. As we see him now, he's got him caught in this submission. Is he trying to tear him here? But Roger Strong McIntyre, it's it's an interesting match to have the week before takeover, isn't it? You know, it is. Yes, you know, you won't see uh, Bobby Roode getting in the ring anytime soon. I don't think we've seen <laughs> Bobby Roode in the ring. For the past three weeks, Look, unless we, he's like just standing there being glorious. We don't need to talk about Bobby Roode title defences because he is defending at takeover against Drew McIntyre. And if Roger Strong can win this match, then he will get a chance at Bobby Roode. Whether that be for the NXT title or not, we don't know. But I mean, on to the Drew McIntyre-Bobby Roode feud in a minute. But I think Roger Strong has kind of, I don't know, stolen McIntyre's thunder a little bit. I don't know what you think about that. Um... Well, you know, this can go either one of two ways for Drew McIntyre. If McIntyre loses, 
then it's going to make him look weak going into his title match with uh, Bobby Roode. Because, yep. you know, Strong's already been beaten by Roode. Not at the moment in this match, Strong is beating down Matt. And Matt is a weird one. We haven't seen him take a lot of punishment in matches. But then again, you could argue about the level of opponents he's going against. And of course, like we say, the former Mr. Ring of Honor, Roderick Strong, is going to try and... Uh, and stop McIntyre's momentum. There's no, there's no doubt in mind, though, in my mind, that McIntyre is a big star and he's a great thing for NXT, isn't he? You know. Well, we know your thoughts on McIntyre. What are your thoughts on Strong? Well, okay, right. Well, that's just a good question, I suppose. Uh, I wasn't sure about him. You know, everybody can be called an indie darling and come across and uh, get the position you are in NXT. But he's worked hard in NXT, hasn't he? You got to remember he was teaming up with Austin Aries and. <laughs> Teaming up with Austin Aries, he, he's been involved. He took up Ty Dillinger's place in the Sanity Feud, didn't he? And now he's finally had this kind of uh, personal feud with Bobby Roode. And it's kind of gotten in the way of the McIntyre feud. And McIntyre is finally making a comeback of sorts here. Well, he's just hit a belly-to-belly throw on Strong. And uh, McIntyre's struggling to get up himself, though. Yeah, but it's a matter of punishment, isn't it? Roger Strong, as we know, is the king of the backbreak. He's been working... On McIntyre, this is the majority of this match. and uh, But McIntyre, he will show his toughness in this one. He's always up for a fight. As he, is again, dwarfs over Roderick Strong as he did Bobby Roode. Now he's fighting back with the chops, sending Roderick Strong back in the corner. So is Drew McIntyre one of the first wrestlers to leave WWE, do a bit on the indies, then come back to NXT? Um, I, he's one of the guys to come back from NXT. There are other guys that have kind of reinvented their career. Eddie Guerrero would be a great one on the independent scene and come back and do it. But it seems there is still a chance after you get released as well. As McIntyre, as we see with Drew McIntyre, he's just come flying off the top there and hits Roderick Strong and Strong is in trouble. And is McIntyre going to go for the future shot DDT? No. No, Strong turns it inside out, gets thrown against the ropes, but delivers a boot to McIntyre's face and then gets one back from him. Oh, but McIntyre's got strung up on the top rope. Oh! Gosh. <laughs> reverse Alabama slam. And I think it's got the job done, has it? No. Strong managing to kick out. Ah. Now McIntyre's going to get frustrated. If he strung down, he's not going to go, oh, you know what he's looking for now, didn't you? A clear more kick. Yes, the, the, the most dangerous kick in professional wrestling today. I've just said that realising the Kinshasa is out there. But he's going to go for it now with Strong. Oh! oh! But Strong manages to get a kick in of his own towards the oncoming McIntyre. Oh, and, and now he's picked McIntyre up. He's shown strength. Oh, my God. And a beastly backbreaker there from Strong. Goes for the cover. Two. It's over. Oh! Uh, McIntyre kicking out of two. <sighs> Two and you did kick out so uh, as McIntyre is in serious trouble. Come on, Drew, you can do this. I shouldn't be so biased, really, should I? You know, I mean, like I say, Roger Strong is a great athlete. As both men trying to get to their feet now, it's been a hellacious main event here on NXT. And Strong going to run towards McIntyre. McIntyre drops Strong in the apron, though. Strong delivers the knee to McIntyre's head, drops him down to one knee. Strong's making his way up to the top turnbuckle, but gets met with a big headbutt from McIntyre. 
I know this is not going to end well. For I don't think either man here's McIntyre sets them up. And look at the chops and the strikes that each man has delivered to each other. You can see the redness on their chests. And now McIntyre's going to power him up with a superplex. Oh no, Strong takes his legs out, crutches him on the top rope. Looking to hang him up in a tree of woe. <laughs> McIntyre limp now. He's trying to reach up to Strong. Oh, we've seen him power up before, but I think Strong was wise to it. Oh yeah, he was waiting with a barrage of right hands. But who's this? Oh, who's this? It's Mr. NXT, Bobby Roode. He just attacked... Roderick Strong. Sorry, I didn't recognise Bobby Roode and actually being in the ring and wrestling with someone. Sorry, um, my bad. Bobby Roode now, as uh, McIntyre's caught the tree away, just kicking him, beating him up. And Dan, this has got to be... Hang on a minute, I've got it here. <laughs> it's Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode's I here. I think you should replace Glorious with Cheap Shot. <laughs> well, Bobby Roode now, yeah, well, I don't like this. He's beating down Drew McIntyre. And uh, this is not a sight. But a man who's been waiting to get his hands on Bobby Roode is trying to make his way into the ring. And as I say that, Bobby Roode cuts <laughs> him against the ring steps. Well, that's what you get when you mess with the glorious one, Bobby Roode. He's sending a statement down, not only to Strong, not only to McIntyre, but the entire NXT. You think his reign is in trouble? Do you think he's in trouble? Does he look worried there? Look who's holding the gold. And now, oh no, I don't like this. Can we, can we stop this now? Bobby Roode, he's got the NXT title and he's just standing over Drew McIntyre. Don't use it as a weapon. No, this is not. This is not what we want. Here we go. Just, just pick him up, shake his hand. But Do doesn't it, the man who gets the last word in in the like NXT before normally go on to lose when they meet again? Well, you would hope so, wouldn't you? You know. As Bobby Roode standing over Drew McIntyre throws down the NXT title. Oh no, he's got McIntyre. Oh! Glorious DDT there on Drew. Oh my god, I can't believe he did it, the bastard. The DDT wasn't glorious itself, but. Well, well, yeah, well, glorious DDT. Bobby Roode on McIntyre. And as we end NXT, Roode has sent a statement to. McIntyre and Rude. Um, I, I, I can't believe. It. I mean, what did you think of the match, though? Um, well, you know, Bobby Rude has released to the man who wants him after NXT Takeover, and the man who's going against him during NXT Takeover. You know, so <clears throat> uh, I think he's drawn a big bullseye on his back for himself. Yeah, he has. I mean, the match was strong, but it felt like it could have been much better given the finish. Perhaps I held back just to give give fans like you know a little wanting a little bit more. Well, Rude's interference was textbook heel, preventing Strong from earning a match with him and preserving his title reign in the process. Saturday he will well tonight he's going to battle McIntyre, but Strong will be waiting clo- well, watching closely, ready to pounce if and when the time calls for it. Yeah, exactly, and as we've seen on NXT, Rude Strong might be in line for another NXT title shot if. Bobby Roode does beat Drew McIntyre. So let's get, take a look at the card, Dan. We've been talking about enough. We're running out of time. We've got 15 minutes to go. We're just going to talk about cards. We'll do a couple of... Uh, well, we'll, we'll speak about card first. So the first match is Johnny Gagano versus CN. Uh, Dan, match after that. Well, uh, the match you're looking forward to the most, isn't it? Well, the match I'm looking forward to most, 
my new favourite in NXT, Alistair Blackgun against the master of the GTS, Hideo Itami. Yeah, you got NXT Tag Titles, Authors of Pain versus Sanity. Um, you've got Oscar <coughs> defending her title against Ember Moon. And, of course, the NXT Championship, Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre. The question is, will TakeOver be better than SummerSlam? That's be the best TakeOver ever. So we'll just do a question of each of the matches quickly, as soon as we've got time. Um, we should say Gargano versus CN. Will either man ever become NXT champion, Dan? I don't think so, no. No? No. No, I, I mean, I think Gargano's got a chance. I think he does, but... Uh, I don't think, I think CN at this moment in time, it's not working out for him. But we'll see if maybe the result can change his career tonight, you know. So how would you Black? Well, if I was to book Black, I would probably do exactly what they're doing right now. They're doing a great thing with him, keeping him undefeated, having people all over the world challenging him, you know, bringing that kind of mystique. And I would say if I was going to pick one between McIntyre and Black at the moment, it probably would be Alistair Black, you know, because they're doing the right thing I thought they would do with McIntyre. Uh, all for the pain and sanity. Well, can sanity take advantage of the numbers game, Dan? Um, well, they're going to need to have some sort of advantage, well, try and get some sort of advantage over all for the pain because we've seen how dominating they can be. We've seen, you know, how they use their size to great advantage. We saw them defeat heavy machinery relatively easily. Yeah, um... I like to say, it's so interesting tonight. Uh, Oscar versus Ember Moon. Dan, I've got to ask you. Uh, <laughs> can Ember Moon take Oscar's spot? It has to eventually, It has to happen eventually, doesn't it? Surely. Don't call me Shirley. But I think... Well, I was going to say, you know, if Oscar moves up, I think Ember Moon also deserves to move up to the main roster. But who's going to replace him? In NXT, you can't have Cross versus Riot every week. Yeah. And, you know, the iconic duo, I don't think they quite cut it in, you know, the main event title picture. Yeah, and and this is the thing as well, is like Triple H said during the, you know, the Super... He said to him, if you're going to take a don't, or even a draft of the previous year, don't take Oscar. She's my rock. I need, not as in if you smell what I'm cooking, but the kind of person that's going to hold NXT in place that he wanted more than anybody else. You see how important it is. Can Ember Moon get the job done? We're going to find out NXT TakeOver, which is literally, you know, what is it, nearly 10 minutes away now. Uh, NXT Championship match, Dan. Well, Rude versus McIntyre. Will Strong play a part? Well, we've got bonus predictions on a prediction that we'll do for the live show. And I believe that Strong will play a part. I'm going to say it right now, an exclusive to the kickoff show. I think Roger Strong will play a part, whether it's costing Bobby Roode the NXT title or McIntyre's opportunity. This is what we're going to find out later. And there's so many questions. And don't worry, we will bring you all the action for NXT TakeOver. It will be coming out in a week's time on the dust. We will have all the show for you, all the glorious entrances and all these. We've got so much more questions. There's so many more questions that we've got. And, and we've honestly run out of time at this, this moment, you know. Well, don't forget, tomorrow at 10pm, we'll be live again for SummerSlam kickoff where we bring you the latest news, rumours and episode of 205 Live before the biggest party of the summer. Yeah, but that is everything for tonight. I can't believe that's 50 minutes gone just like that. I am so excited for this show. Uh, it, it doesn't get any bigger than being 10 minutes away from a show that you just can't wait for, Dan. 
Anything else you want to say about NXT TakeOver? No, I don't think there's any, enough time to say anything. Oh, good. I, I was going to... But luckily, I don't have to. So, don't forget to follow us, because we are on tomorrow. You can speak to us all throughout kickoff. We'll be keeping on social media. We're on Twitter, at WWE Network Review, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. And we've also got another friend on Twitter, Dan. And Jess, we've got Mini Chris Benoit. He's on Twitter, at Mini Chris Benoit. Yeah, uh, we are on Facebook as well. Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google Plus, send us an email at WNRPodcast at gmail.com. We'll read them all out tomorrow if we get any in the next 24 hours. And of course, YouTube, where we're all the clips going up there, we should say uh, Oscar Ember Moon, that's nearly how views. Uh, thank you for that and of course the podcast got there same time they do other places like SoundCloud on your phone and of course Speaker Radio where we're live right now too you can hear our voices live uh, and iTunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there but what a great kickoff it's been what a fantastic takeover it will be and of course SummerSlam kickoff and the event tomorrow it's the start of a huge weekend uh, but everybody thanks for listening have I said I am James Rowlands well, I'm going to say it now, and I've always, always joined. Bye. Damn right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye. bye.